This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell. And today's episode for your listening pleasure is personal development condensed. Today, I'm going to share with you literally the easiest way that I know to get from where you're at to where you want to arrive to. So if you care about that, you're going to want to listen in. There are not short of, I feel like, 4,000 personal development, life coaching gurus. Have you noticed that? Seems like everybody that posts on social media, at least the ones that I follow, all have something to add, what I'll say, of value to your life. And some of the value they add is personal experience. Some of the value they add is from reading a book and maybe sharing it without implementing. And some of what they share is just to get you to buy a book, a product, a course, a training, a mentorship, some coaching, whatever it would be. I don't inherently care what those people are sharing. And I'm going to explain to you why. I believe that you could read four, maybe five personal development books and have 98% of what any of us, I'll put myself in that category, would share with you. Those books are not a secret. I'll share them with you. In my belief, if you start your reading journey in chronological order, you would start with a book called The Master Key System. Now, I didn't exactly know about this book. I didn't find it. Actually, Kurt, my right-hand man here in the office, he introduced it to me. When you buy it, it looks like a pamphlet almost. It's really old, super easy to read, not very, it's in depth in its simplicity. From there, to me, we piggyback, we go to the next step, and that's some of the work from Napoleon Hill. Think and Grow Rich, a great book where Napoleon Hill interviews, I think it's 5,000 or 500 of the most wealthy individuals from the early 19th century and shares the commonalities between them. It's powerful. It's brilliant. It's an easy place to start. Then from there, we can get into some of the, you know, the the metaphysical training, some of the ideology around consuming the idea that your thoughts do actually become things, which is something that's carried from the master key system into Napoleon Hill's work into the work by Tony Robbins, into the work by almost everybody after. And there's any number of different teachers, mentors, books that are associated with that sort of thought process. I happen to enjoy some of Mike Dooley's work. If you've ever heard me reference Notes from the Universe, it's tut.com. 
subscribe to his mailing list. He doesn't spam you. He doesn't do anything. There's a note that comes from the quote unquote universe into your email box every morning. It's inspirational. It's powerful. It's perspective. It's brilliant. And then if we got into modern day times, and I say modern day, right? You have two more books that I think you should heavily consider. One being some of the work by Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy has some really, really powerful books that exist. But I think you get into million dollar habits or things along those lines. They're going to help. I think those are some things that will actually propel you forward. And then, of course, Awaken the Giant Within from Tony Robbins or things along those lines. Oddly enough, reading books is not going to make you successful. I know, crazy, right? Like, read all the damn books you want. And hand up in the air, right? I personally love to read. I would recommend, as a side note, Googling a speed reading course if you're someone that likes to physically read books. I'll put a little asterisk there. As you are listening, you are going to be one of the 8 out of 10 people that is a visual memory recall learner. Meaning, if you don't look at it, you're not going to remember it. So the whole thought process of, well, I just listen to books, Ryan, because I don't have time. Sorry, unless you know for certain you're one, of, you're one of the two people out of ten that doesn't have to see something to remember it, you're stepping on your own feet. Why even, why even, I mean, I would say that listening to books is better than listening to the garbage on the radio, but why? It's not how you learn. It's not how your brain works. It's not how those neural pathways are ingrained inside of your brain. Hate to break it to you. It's science though. And science isn't necessarily factual, but for your and I's conversation right now, I'm going to say that it is. So if reading books won't do it, and buying a speed reading course to read more books more quickly, like I did, won't do it, maybe signing up for coaching will do it. Maybe that's where you're thinking I'm taking this. You'd be wrong. There is no call to action here. I'm currently nowhere near pushing anyone to sign up for coaching, and I'm still going to explain why. You see, there's going to come a point in your life where you will have digested enough content to realize that the water cooler conversation or the coffee pot conversation at the office around the book that you read doesn't mean shit. It just doesn't. The whole library of books that I have aren't worth the weight of the paper they were written on unless something changes. And that something changes is taking actual action 
from the people that you find to be successful that have put the words on paper and you mimic and mirror what they have done. I love the fact that people I get to spend time with like, man, I read this book. It's great. And I'll bring it up two or three weeks later, like that book you read, what are you doing with it? Did you implement anything? Well, yeah, you know, I've, I've did, I did a couple of the things and let's be honest, I'm not perfect. There's certainly plenty of times where I've read something, I've been motivated by it, I've been excited by it, and then I fall flat on my face and I don't follow up with it. I'm sure if you're being honest with yourself, you do the same thing. Which eventually pushed me into the conversation around psychology and again, how the brain works. You see, you get this false lift that exists from the minute you complete reading something, sometimes it lasts for a day, sometimes it's for a week, Sometimes it's for three, but somewhere between day one and day 27, you get this momentary dopamine hit and you get excited, right? You're passionate. You got this. Maybe you've experienced it with your New Year's resolutions. And then sometime after day 27, you drop the habit. And you know why you did that? Because it wasn't actually a habit. Quit calling it that. It was a false lift. It's that in-between time, that day 25, 27, all the way to 65 to 70 that I refer to as a chasm of chaos because you're not quite the version of yourself that you want to be and it is easier to reach your hand back to the old version that you were and so you give up. Something gets in the way, you trip up, and it's easier to divert back to the old you than it is to go forward to the new version that you're striving to become. And so you just stop. And aren't you tired of stopping? Aren't you tired of having less than you want? I know I have been. I know even right now, I don't have all that I want. So I could say there's parts of me that are tired that I don't have what I'm striving for. And so all this is stemming from a conversation I got to have with my Wednesday Mindset Matters coaching group. And I went through goal setting. On this call, I spent an hour and 25 minutes discussing goal setting. Sounds pretty extreme, doesn't it? I covered getting into the future, right? Taking some of the metaphysical stuff, some of the stuff from Mike Dooley, some of the stuff from Lifebook. And physically sitting in the moment of silence, feeling what it would feel like to have the life that you actually want free of constraints and filters. Must ask you in this moment, have you ever actually done that for yourself? Eliminated what your husband or wife wanted, eliminate what your kids want, eliminate what you believe to be possible from the scope of reality that you currently have and just say, I want this thing. And then sit and feel as if you have that thing. And that thing doesn't have to be a physical possession. While that's one component of goal setting, I believe there are 12 in total. It's going to be things in your bank account. It's going to be relationships. It's going to be free time. A number of different things that I believe to be important for you as you set goals.
None of that matters if you're trapped in your brain on the how. Again, Mike Dooley would call it the cursed hows. How am I going to get that? I have no clue. Look backwards 10 years. Did you have any idea how you're going to end up in the moment you're in now? No. So stop trying to figure out the how of what you're going to get. Now, again, if we tap back into the visual memory recall part of who we are and how we are, when we feel emotionally what it's going to be like or what it is like to achieve those things, we have to write it down. You have to physically, in your own handwriting, stop saying, well, if I type it, no, no, you need to write it in your own handwriting. Something changes. If you don't believe me, do some research on it. I'm only sharing what I know works from my personal experience and the research that I've done. You have to write it out. Then you write it out and you say, okay, five years from now, if I was halfway there, what would I have? And while growth is exponential, never linear, it at least gives you a basis to start to strive for. Then I take that five-year and I divide it into fifths. That should get you down to a year. And I take that year and I divide it into four, which would bring you four quarters. And I would focus on the initial quarter that's in front of you. But a quarter is not 12 weeks, it's closer to 13 on our calendar. There's 52 weeks in the year. 13 times four is 52. The reason that becomes important is because as you design these goals, where most people trip up are you are not capable in the current moment of making the rapid shift to live this path, this lifestyle, this pattern that you want to achieve. And so while you might get motivated and excited by the goal setting, you have not yet given yourself enough runway to catch up to the version of you that has to exist to begin to walk down that path. And so I say, once you set these goals, once you understand what you have to do, give yourself a week to be honest with auditing where you're at and growing into the version to even start chasing the goals because you've been walking around pseudo aimlessly. And so now we have something that we can focus on over a 12-week period starting a week from today. But it's not enough just to focus on it. You're going to need visual representations to look at to help guide your subconscious to find the answers that you don't know you need to find. I.e., if I want a private jet and I want three homes and I want $10 million in the bank account and I want to employ 100 people and I want 10 of them to be millionaires and I want a body of a certain type and I want health at a certain way and I want a certain amount of hours in my week to be dedicated towards growing myself, I have to have something visually that I can look at to tie into the emotional feeling that I felt during the time in which I created that version of a 10-year forward reality. Someone called this a vision board. I don't care if you put it on a board. I don't care if you print it out and keep it in a binder. I don't care if you have a, a folder on your phone. But you're going to have to take some amount of time, minute and a half to three minutes a day, to begin your day remembering what it feels like for you to have those things. Because if you put out there 
that it will feel great when you get those things. It is my belief system that that then triggers events that says you don't already have them. Where if we get into the quantum field and the conversations around that, if you can dream it in your mind, you can achieve it in reality, which means a version of you already exists with those things in the future. So it's not that you don't have them, it's you haven't caught up to the version of you that already does. So you have to be able to see it. And you have to be able to feel what it's like. And you have to remember why you went through this exercise. Because there's going to come a point, typically by day 25 to 45 or 50, where you say, like, screw this. I don't want to spend, you know, two or three minutes looking at this, remembering how I feel. And it just becomes automatic. You don't even care. It's like, ah, no one's going to know if I don't look at this today. No, they're not going to. But you should. But you should care enough about what it is that you want to do to spend the time to look at it to actually achieve it. And this is where the conversation went south inside of my group. A brilliant individual. As I assign a little bit of homework. Yes, I've decided that the year 2020 is specifically set with the intentionality for me to take daily, massive, imperfect action, striving towards the goal that I want to hit. So that means there has to be some homework, not only for the group, but for myself as well. And so I say to the group, look, go through this exercise, post, post in the group, just your, your 90 day goals. So we can see them all. And this powerful, brilliant individual that gets so trapped in his mind that he stops taking the action required. He overcomplicates what it could be. He tries to engineer why things won't work. Says to me, yeah, I'm not going to do the long-term stuff. I'm just going to do the 30-day. Is that okay? Can I just post the 30-day? Post the 90-day. And at this moment in time, I am dumbfounded. I literally sit there speechless. And if you know me or have worked with me or have listened to this show for any amount of time, I have no shortage of things to say. And so I'm trying to compose myself. I'm trying to get clear on, man, how can I address this? And I can't. I'm at a loss. And so I look at it that the shadow integration part of my part of my psyche has to come out and play that adverse to conflict side that you might have known me for that's afraid of butting heads with someone that version disappears. And like a tiger lion pouncing on a gazelle in the African wild, I attack this individual and I don't back down from it. My face is red, my blood pressure is elevated, and I'm shaking because I'm like, mother fucker, you don't have what you want, and there's a way to get it, but you're refusing to take the action to actually make it happen. And it dawns on me, all the other places, that that is touted as okay. So as you look at the personal development space, you, right now, And you know you want more than you have today. And you read the books and you buy the digital course or you sign up for the coaching or you go to a workshop or you raise your hand for mentorship or you consume a podcast 
None of it is going to matter if you don't take daily, massive, imperfect action. And you might challenge right now, well, Ryan, how do you know this stuff's going to work? Number one, because I just do. I've seen my life completely morph and evolve from doing this myself. I've seen countless clients' lives morph and evolve from doing exercises like this. But even if we move that to the side, and I say with blind faith, I don't know that this works. But... I can't come up with any reality that could exist in which this does not benefit the likelihood of me getting what I want. Make no mistake, I don't believe that manifestation is simply going to bring things into my scope, my, my series of realities. I don't think that printing off sheets of paper and looking at them every day is going to make me magically get what I want. It's going to take consistent, ridiculous action. But no different than if you and I were flying to an exotic destination, I'm going to have to know where that is for you and I to actually meet. Not only do I have to know where I start, you have to be really real about that. I live in Columbus, Ohio. If I book a flight from Chicago to the Bahamas, it does me no good. I have to know where I start and where I'm striving to arrive to. And shit, for all I know, I get to the Bahamas and I hate it there. So I have to book another flight to get somewhere else that I enjoy more. Now, when I say I want to go to the Bahamas from Columbus, Ohio, in this moment, I don't know what flights go from Columbus to the Bahamas. I don't know what airlines. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know when they leave. I don't know what time of day. I don't know anything. But I don't have to. Because if I step into that sort of mindset that it is possible for me to arrive there, the rest of the things eventually will take care of themselves as long as I show up and work for it. I'm going to have to open up my laptop, pull out my phone, call a travel agent, or drive to the airport and go counter by counter asking people how to get to the Bahamas. And from that standpoint, I'm then going to have to have a wallet with me. I'm going to have to have some money in the wallet or credit card or debit card, be able to borrow from a spouse, a family member, a coworker. I'm going to have to figure out some way to pay for it. Then at that point, that's still not enough. I'm going to have to show back up at the airport when it's time to leave. Probably going to have to have a backpack or a piece of luggage with me with some clothes in it or be prepared to wear the same outfit or be prepared to buy some things when I get there. Hopefully you see where this is going. Like when we travel, we do this. When you leave your house to go to the grocery store, you do this. But your life as a whole with what you actually want, you're probably not doing this. And if you are, I commend you. But all the personal development in the world all the books you could read, no matter how quickly you digest them, no matter what notes you take, no matter how you scribble on the book, no matter what that is, if you don't implement with daily imperfect action what you read, why the hell are you doing it? If you listen to this show for entertainment value, that's one thing. I love you for it. Keep listening. But if you listen to the show because you want to take something out of it to make your life better, it's going to require you to actually do something. 
no different than the group of people that I work with, no different than the coaches that I'm helping, no different than my one-to-one elite clients, no different than I in my own life for the mentorship and consulting that I pay for. The number of dollars you pay for something doesn't matter if you're not going to implement it. So my friend, as you look at your life right now and you get honest with yourself, just with you, you don't have to share this, but it's time to be real if you're actually doing the shit that you say you're doing with ruthless commitment for a long enough period of time to potentially give you the opportunity to end up as a version of self you want to arrive in. When you take that and you audit your life across your body in the way that you show up, Are you fueling your body with what you need to perform at the level you want to perform at? Not even right now, but in the future. Are you sweating or doing something each day to live the life that you want to live in the future? If the answer is no, you got to do something different about it. Inside of your relationship that you have in your life, are you showing up as the version of you that you want to become inside the way you communicate with other people? Specifically, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your children, the people that are closest to you, are you present? Are you there? Are you in it to win it? Are you being the version that you wish you could be? And then, of course, there's business, which ties right into that bank account balance. How much of what you're doing and the way that you are showing up is going to lead to you having the things that you want to do? It's going to take a big jump in your life to have something change that alters the path of the money in your bank account. It takes a big leap. That doesn't mean going out on your own necessarily. That doesn't mean investing in a course. That could mean moving cities. That could mean breaking ties with family. That could mean being really uncomfortable. But it's foolish to think that magically you're going to have more than you have now if you don't do something different to get it. Any of these things... Anything you want in life is going to take daily massive imperfect action for far longer than you hope for to get where you want to arrive, even realizing that you don't get to decide when you arrive. It's going to just show up. I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success. <laughs>